1: With God, among God's children, so many are in despair, discouraged to the point of depression, anxiety, contemplating giving up, giving up on that child that's bound by drug addiction, maybe giving up on ever getting out of debt. It's just so insurmountable. It seems like it's just never going to get paid off. And it just brings some to the point of depression, family members with mental issues. Are a great concern for many right now. Giving up on that spouse who has drug addiction or committed adultery. Oh my goodness, there are so many in despair, even in the church right now. But I came to encourage you today. The Lord said, "Valerie, encourage them." There's a force in this world, one demonic force that spirit brings torment, and that's the spirit of fear. But where did it come from? Second Timothy one seven. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That tormenting spirit of fear is from the enemy. Satan cannot keep a child of God bound because the child of God that prays is released from any form of bondage that the enemy would try to put on you. Don't give up. No matter what circumstance you're facing, I'm certainly not saying a life threatening relationship or an abusive situation to stay in that. But what I am saying is prayer is a weapon of war. Don't believe that God can't change your situation, that God can't change someone's heart. The person that you're dealing with is flesh and blood and your father in heaven. Oh, my goodness. He's supernatural. He has no limitations, has no boundaries. Take the limitations off of God because he isn't flesh and blood. You are destined to prayer and to dominate through prayer. Oh, my goodness. Maybe you're doubting right now what I'm saying, but I didn't say it. God said it. Romans 830. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called and whom he called he also justified. And whom he justified? Them he also glorified. He glorified you. You're anointed, child of God. You are walking in power. He chose you before you were born. He called you and you answered. He justified you. He cleans us up, washes away our sin, and then he glorifies us through Christ Jesus. You have dominating power through Christ. Oh, my goodness. If you've been following these messages, then you're learning a new way to pray. And if you joined us in this ministry, it's a ministry of excitement. God wants you to rise up in strategic prayer and pierce the darkness because you're the light of this world. Now, let's talk about walking in great power with God We have to pray powerful prayers, prayer that goes beyond what you've already experienced. Prayer that breaks yokes of bondage off, demolishes strongholds, defeating the powers of darkness, destroying the enemy's empire. That's what you're called to do Uh, today. We're talking about God's dominating power. It prevails through the child of God. I learned prayer by trials. When praying through trials, the visions, the angels, the Lord speaking to me, giving me direction, I learned to persevere through prayer. And when I persevered, the Lord would show up. Now, some prayers were answered instantaneously. Some prayers are answered even while you're speaking to someone. He said, before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear I'm telling you, I have seen and heard astounding things happen while I was praying. Oh my goodness, God has empowered you. And what you speak has so much power. Your prayers transform situations, and Satan will flee. You will pull down strongholds with the power of your prayers. You were made to come forth in tremendous power. Oh, you will have trials in this world. But if you will follow what I'm saying, Today, it is going to bring you to a life-changing place right now, right where you are. Everything can change. Please listen closely because I'm going to say something today that can alter your entire life. Oh my goodness. One day I was praying and at this point in my life, I didn't understand warfare prayer. I didn't even know there was anything called warfare prayer. I understood to pray. But I didn't understand warfare through prayer. I didn't understand the dynamics of how things work in heaven, nor was I trying to understand it. Everything around me was going wrong at that point in my life. And I do mean everything. I had a car accident. My husband fell and got injured at work. I mean, a severe brain injury. It was tremendous illness. I mean, struck after that, he needed a pacemaker. I mean, you know, just all kinds of things were happening. He's injured from work, you know, uses up all of his sick days, all his vacation days. Finances began to topple in our household. I go one day to open the refrigerator and the whole door came off. And I mean, this is one of those refrigerators in those days that, you know, one of the new modern ones, what it was supposed to be. And you could um, have the water on the door and the milk without opening. The whole refrigerator was on the door. So when this heavy door came off, It almost knocked me down and fell on top of me. I'm telling you, everything was going wrong. But I sought God and he answered. He answered with great and mighty deeds. One morning, I mean, I was continuously in prayer. Again, I didn't understand warfare prayer, but I did understand that if I called on God, that he would answer. Sometimes we don't always know the dynamics of things, but we do know what we need to do. One morning, as I'm praying, I mean, I'm praying daily. I'm seeking God. I'm going before him. I am worship him. I'm presenting my needs to him, the needs of my family. I mean, our finances are going down. Our savings is going down. I've broken until my 401k. I'm telling you, it looks like we're headed for disaster. And one morning, an angel appeared. He bowed down on one knee, and he never spoke a word. He just bowed down. He appeared. He bowed on one knee and he had his head bowed when he appeared. Oh my goodness. And then he was gone. And I'm just, I'm just looking in the same place and he didn't come back. He was just gone. But I knew who it was. I knew that it was Michael. I knew it was the chief commander of the heavenly host. I knew it was the chief commander of the Lord's army. He came and answered to my cry for help to the Lord. Every situation was resolved Every closed door that I stepped up to opened before me in order to step into a dynamic, supernatural experience with God to change everything that you're going through. I'm telling you, we have to align ourselves with the Holy Spirit. Once you say your will and not my will be done is the first step to aligning ourselves with the power of God, the Holy Spirit will then come in and take over. You give the Spirit of the Lord permission to arise from within. Some people have the Spirit of God within, but they don't even allow Him to truly reign. Once we say, I surrender, Lord, I surrender my mind, my emotions, I surrender the vessel to you, then we die, and the Holy Spirit arise we die to ourselves this allows the holy spirit to work within our mind and through push past our emotions i tell you the truth this is john 12:24 i tell you the truth unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and it dies it remains alone but its death will produce many new kernels a plentiful harvest of new lives I'm telling you, we have to die to ourselves for new life to come forth. We cannot put new wine in old skins, right? The enemy comes because of a lot of things. The enemy uses what's in our flesh against us. And that's why we have to submit and surrender, submitting to the Spirit of the Lord. He can activate rage if it's in our flesh, he can activate an attitude of severe anger. If it's in our flesh, whatever is in our flesh, if we do not surrender it to the spirit of the Lord, then the enemy will use that against us. This is vitally important. What I'm saying today, when the the soul that has not surrendered, whatever is in the flesh, the enemy can activate it. When a situation arise, when the soul has not completely surrendered to God, then there are things hidden inside our flesh. And the enemy can see that. And he comes along, and when there's a situation, he will present a situation. Someone just gets cut off in traffic, and they respond with rage because it was already there. When someone responds with envy and jealousy, it's already within the flesh. And then when that comes out, it's because we haven't totally submitted ourselves, surrendered to God. And then what happens? A situation is presented, and the enemy operates that person like a remote control car and he's just operating them and they're responding to whatever the situation is, according to whatever is in their flesh. See, he can see the weakness in the flesh. And I'm telling you that every situation that comes up, that that person will respond to, he will put before them. He will put it before them. And then when they see it, because it's already in the flesh, Don't just operate them like a remote control car. The soul that has not surrendered to God is one that the enemy has access to. But when we give our life to Christ, he's cut off. When we refuse to allow any sin to be in our lives and we're walking in obedience to the word of God, we're walking in obedience to the spirit of God. That's a power walk with God. Then our prayers are powerful. When our soul is not submitted, then our prayers can become ineffective and we don't see the great works of God. We don't see the operation of prayer in our life. We don't see the results that we should see. When Satan came to Jesus, there was nothing to activate in his flesh. There was nothing to activate in him, in his emotions, because he had surrendered to God. Watch the master tempter. And watch the master of the universe, Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the tempter came. And when the tempter came, he said, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Oh, did we hear that message today? What we live by. And then he said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up. lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said this, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord. Your God, Jesus did not respond to any temptation. There was nothing that Satan could activate in his flesh. That temptation that he presented before him did not matter. Not even the inheritance of the kingdom of the world and their glory offered by Satan, food, money, riches, power, turn these stones to bread. Nothing tempted the savior. Nothing caused Jesus to respond the enemy tried he tries to corrupt the mind he tries to penetrate the mind, and then he uses whatever's in that flesh to cause that person to respond once we totally surrender, there is nothing to fear, absolutely no reason not to have confidence in God. The Bible says, "Perfect love cast out all fear john four eighteen once you surrender. The spirit of the Lord flows through your life and God places a new anointing upon you. That's what it means. The yoke of bondage is destroyed by the anointing and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off of thy shoulder and his yoke from off of thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Isaiah ten twenty seven. I've come to encourage you today. In the Bible there's a wealthy man named Job, who loses his wealth and his children. Through his trial, Job trusts God. He said, Though he slay me yet, will I trust him. God visited Job with the richness of his mercy. And he gave him great prosperity again. The enemy wants to destroy, to kill, to corrupt, but that enemy cannot touch your soul. The soul that trusts God counts on his righteousness. This is the soul who can stand in the midst of a trial. That soul can say, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him, yet will I serve him. Nevertheless, I shall serve him. Come on. Somebody knows what I'm talking about today. See, God sent me to bring this word to the soul who is ready to ascend to another level. When we come to this place of surrender, then the enemy says, what can we do? That's what the demons began to say. What can we do? We can't stop him. We can't stop her. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing in the flesh that we can cause to activate. There's nothing there. There's no rage. There's no anger, no envy, no jealousy, no pride, no hatred. Fear doesn't even tempt this one. The enemy cannot activate those things in the soul that has completely surrendered to God. Then Satan's demons just say, what can we do? God can't stop. Can't stop this one. Can't stop him. Oh my goodness. They know that that person is going to go on to victory. They're going to have the victory because they're leaning on the Lord of Lords. I'm talking about having an encounter with God. I'm Valerie Snee with Prayers Heard in Heaven. We all must have that encounter with the Lord. When we have that encounter, We align ourselves with the Holy Spirit. He will empower you this strength. He will strengthen your prayer life. You will ascend to a new level. You will have demonstrations of the works of God through prayer. And you'll know that you have had a true encounter with the Lord. Once you surrender to God, your prayers go to an entirely new level. Your prayers begin to change what you are praying Changes. You find yourself no longer needing to pray about material things. You pray, and the blessings of God flow over your life because He has empowered you. You've ascended to a new level. Your prayers are supernaturally charged. You begin praying beyond your natural abilities. Oh, my goodness. When you have an encounter with God, you are standing in a place. Of victory. All I understood was to pray. I didn't understand all the dynamics of God. I didn't understand about the host of heaven, but I was really young, but I understood to pray. The Lord says, Call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things thou knowest not. Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I was calling on God to show me a great and mighty thing. And I'm telling you that he answered my prayers. God showed up and he blessed. My husband's health was healed. Our finances were restored. Everything that we had lost, the years that the locusts had eaten quickly were restored. That's just like God, the God whom you serve. He answers when his child cries, what good father? Would I answer the cry of his child? God wants to show you great and mighty results in prayer. In the last days, that we live, God is looking for intercessors, those who will stand between heaven and earth and they will intercede for their loved ones, for their community, for their nation, that's who God is seeking out right now, while you're listening to this message, he's calling you he's saying I'm looking for an intercessor one that will stand between heaven and earth and that will stand in the gap and intercede, one that will usher in the coming of Christ because right now the spirit of the Lord is saying prepare ye the way for the Coming of the Lord. Oh my goodness, a new generation is arising. Right now, in the midst of the end times, a new generation of worshipers who will go before the Lord and intercede. They will pray both day and night. They will awake in the wee hours of the night seeking God. He will lay burdens on their heart, whom to pray for, what nations to pray for, what situations to cry out for. In the midst of the trials that you are going through right now, God is placing a call on your life. He wants. To answer your prayer, draw him in to your need. Remember Hannah in her prayer in First Samuel, where Hannah wants a child. She needs a son to give to her husband. Remember in those days, having a son was really an important thing, especially having the first child being a son. While Hannah was barren, remember, in First Samuel, was Hannah needed a son, but God needed a priest. He needed a prophet. He needed a judge for Israel. But Hannah just needed a son. But when she called unto God, remember what Hannah said? She said, She told God, if you give me this son, she let God know I'm going to dedicate him back to you. If you would give me the son that I need and take this shame off of me for my barrenness. It was a shame put on that person. Remember, she was being made fun of because she was barren. She drew God into her prayer. She was saying, if you give me what I need, you'll get what you need. See, Eli was the priest in the temple at that time. And Eli was getting older. God needed a priest and a prophet, a man of prayer and Hannah needed a son have you drawn God into your prayer what are you praying about what is it that you've been seeking God for and you're saying Valerie but he has not answered. my prayers don't work have you drawn God into the prayer what does God need about from what you're praying about remember when I was given that diagnosis and the doctor said you have multiple sclerosis muscular dystrophy or cancer but I had little sons at home to raise and they were little bitty guys, little bitty stair steps. And remember, I went to the Lord in prayer and I said, if you would heal me, if you would just heal me and take this sickness out of my body, I will serve you all the days of my life. I will serve you the rest of my life. Well, God healed me. And I have guessed you've guessed I'm serving him. What is it that you have need of? What are you praying about? Have you drawn God into your prayer? Oh, my goodness. We have to learn to walk in great power with God. How can two walk together unless they agree? Have you made an agreement with God? Lord, if you do such and such, I will do such and such. What is it that God needs? What does he want from you? All of us can take a moment and just kind of think about that at any point when something isn't working out, Lord, what is it that you want from me? See, because I've learned that when I give God what he wants, he gives me what I want. I wanted to raise my little boys and I wanted to stay and be a wife to my husband. And I wanted to see them grow up and their dreams be fulfilled. And God wanted an intercessor intercede between heaven and earth. He wanted someone to teach prayer. He wanted another prayer warrior. And what did he give me as a commission? He said, teach my people to pray. See, God needed something, and I needed something from him. And when I gave him what he needed, he gave me what I needed. What does God want from you today, child of God? He sent me with that question for you. What is it that you're Praying about What is it that you're asking him to do and he hasn't done it? Well, today he wants you to know that he has needs too. He needs intercessors that are intercede between heaven and earth. What is it that you're asking God for? Draw him in to your prayer. When you go to prayer, be prepared to give God what he needs because he is prepared to give you what you need. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven teaching God's people to pray.
0: You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.